I appreciate the time and uh, want to talk to you, of course, about this new album and then, of course, the video shoot for Panic and these quarantine covers and these crazy times we're living in and get your opinion on a couple things. But, uh, you know, I, I guess we got to start with the video shoot for Panic. It's one of the few times that I urge my listeners to actually go on YouTube and, instead of listening to the radio. But I'm like, dude, you guys got to <laughs> see like this whole crazy timeline of what happened to these guys just trying to make the video for this tune panic and i guess that's probably a perfect way to uh to start things off but tell tell the listeners kind of what happened and and the timeline if you could verbalize that timeline that you do in the video yeah we were actually out on tour with skillet at the time um we were planning everything and we're like you know hey when this when this tour ends we're gonna get home and we're gonna do this video shoot in this venue we're gonna have all these fans and we're gonna have this you know just this crazy time it's gonna be a lot of fun and you know one thing of course kept leading to the next tour ended short and we, we were in a situation where uh, we were shooting this thing in new york and new york kind of cracked down pretty hard quickly so everything that we had planned just went to the wayside and it was just trying to figure out what we were going to do it, it, at one point we were wondering are we even going to get a music video for this single that we that we were going to put out we were also wondering are we even going to put this single out like what you know what is happening what are we going to do so the director and uh and myself and, and the rest of the guys we, we came up with a with a different idea we lost more than half of the crew that was supposed to be on the video shoot we weren't allowed to have like official actors because they were closing down all the actors guilds like it it was it was wild man it was it was just it was it was trying to just every time you try to to figure out a workaround that workaround would get shut down so we were just fortunate to be able to to come up with the concept that we had and, and i thought hey you know it's pretty cathartic to just to destroy an office space so <laughs> let's do it <laughs> you know it, i think it goes to show one of the things that i've always loved about your band and and really you because you kind of are the the driving force behind the band and kind of what you encapsulate that never die added like nope I'm still gonna get it done and you're never say die attitude I love so much and I'm kind of curious about your motivation because I've I've always kind of felt like that person on the other side too like oh you tell me I can't do it well let me figure out a way that I can do it yeah you know I mean I, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents as a kid they're both gone now they raised me kind of in like the old school mindset of just you can do whatever you want to do all you got to do is work hard at it so all I do is is work as hard as I can and anytime there's something that's blocking my road I, I don't give up I just figure out a way to get around it <laughs> so that's just been the way that I've approached my life with everything I do sometimes my family absolutely loves and adores the fact that I, that I have no quit in me and then sometimes they're like you know sometimes you just hang for a little just chill for a little bit and I'm like I can't I can't stop I gotta I gotta keep going I guess it's a blessing and a curse right it is man it is it's I don't have any quit in me but sometimes sometimes there's things I guess that we should we should stop doing <laughs> Well, I guess that's the one thing about this quarantine is hopefully it's gotten us to kind of stop and reevaluate things. But I'm sure for you, it just kept kept the gears turning harder. Yeah, you know, again, it's 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 just figuring out new avenues to to be able to continue doing what I love to do and continue to um, keep our fan base involved and and just move along with whatever we have the ability to be able to do during the time that we're down. Well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the second album and Panic and and the second one with Danny and I'm imagine a lot uh, easier this time around, kind of having a better understanding of him as a person and his voice and what he can do and can't do. And I imagine even him contributing more on this album second time around. 
Yeah, I will say this. I don't think there's anything that he can't do. Um, <laughs> you know, the first album, he was pretty honest in this process. He's like, you know, the first album I came in, I was the new guy. I didn't really want to put my two cents in as much as I wanted to let you guys continue doing what you do and then just kind of direct me into what you wanted me to do. But this time, he really played a big part in the writing process. The, the whole band did. You know, we really we really collaborated as a band on this record. And, and Danny himself, I mean, he's just so, so talented. He plays guitar flute. Fluently. He plays drums fluently. He can sing. The one thing he can't do is rap, so that's good. <laughs> Your so, job is safe. Yeah, my job is safe. He, he can't pull off what I do. But yeah, I mean, the chemistry's there. You know, we spent the last couple years. Uh, he came in in 2017. We released our last record in 2018. And then we spent to the beginning of this year touring. And we, we just developed the chemistry as a band. And it's it's like a, a brotherhood. Like, you know, we've done other things where people have been like, wow, you know, being around you guys is like being around like four of my long lost brothers and it's like you know that's kind of just how we are with each other and brothers fight brothers argue but for the majority man we have we have fun and that's that's what this is all about for us yeah it really seems like you've kind of found you finally have found your your motley crew like your your boys your ride or dies yeah man you know that's what it is you know we have each other's backs and and uh sometimes we'll take a couple swings at each other and then we'll be like oh yeah that's right we're homies like <laughs> you know so it's you know it, it is it's it's just it's fun it's it's when we get together and, and we tour or we get together and we write like we're very we're all very passionate about what we do so of course we're all going to have we're going to be passionate about our ideas especially in the writing room or whatever we're doing uh, with recording but the cool thing is is most of our ideas are all the same so it's it's really easy with the chemistry for one person to have an idea um, and then everyone else to go yep that's exactly exactly what we need to do right here instead of in other situations uh, with a lot of other bands and a lot of other things that you do as a musician um, you, you tend to argue with people like you, you don't see eye to eye um, you don't have the same ideas people are always trying to fight to get their idea to the top you know we as a as a collective we know what's best for what we're doing and, and everyone has the same mindset yeah, it's kind of almost like dating sometimes, like right? Like it shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been with my wife for a while, so I don't even know what that's like anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> one, uh, one new tune I did want to get your take on and kind of learn a little bit more about it. Really cool to see Anders from In Flames helping out on the scars that I'm hiding. So that's kind of part one and A of the question. And then B, it's in this movie called The Retailers. So I'm also curious, too, if you got to write the tune specifically for the movie or was this a song that they chose? Yeah, so um, well, I'll start with the Anders thing. It was, it was, it was honestly our record label. They're on the the same record label as us. Like, there's a lot of bands in, in the the Retaliators movie, and we're we're also in the movie. And it's like, uh, you know, Jacoby's in there, Five Finger Death Punch dudes. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of people in the movie. So our record label is actually, I guess, you know, they they started what's called Better Noise Films. They did like um, uh, the Dirt, the Motley Crue movie, um, and then they did, oh, I guess, a new movie called snow babies it's coming out so anyway the whole anders thing was was them saying hey we've got we've got anders who would like to be a part of your song we got this awesome song um how about we put his his voice in it and we we put it all together and we release it for the movie so that's kind of that's kind of the the record label kind of putting things together and just turning one thing into the next the song had already been written it was on the it was on the record i think that it was our record label's favorite song off the record you know they tend to have a little bit of a different uh outlook on what their favorite song is what our favorite song is but that's a good you know in the end that's a good thing because it ended up working out exactly for what they wanted it to work out for ah so cool they they chose one of yours and said we got to have this in this movie do we have any idea 
when this movie's coming out or is it kind of waiting for the world to get back to normal? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> I wish I had an idea. I'd love to see a trailer. Yeah, I mean, the little bits and pieces have been trying to read up on it and Tommy Lee and all these people are in it. It's like, cool, let me see it. But it nothing on that end of things. But I guess, I guess those... No, and there's some cool actors in it too, man. Like, you know, I, I wasn't there when they were filming some of their parts, but it's like some of the actors that are in it have been in shows or, or movies that I really like. So it's, pre- it's pretty cool to be a part of something like that. Yeah, isn't like Luke Skywalker in it and stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I don't know his name, but the guy who plays Russ Langmore from Ozark, he's in it. Um, and then uh, the the main character, he he was in, um, man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. Well, Rescue Me, the, the firefighter TV show with uh, Dennis Leary, he, he was in that. So, you know, a lot, a lot of different, a lot of different cool actors from different TV shows and stuff. So, like I said, it's, it's just, it's awesome to be, to further your career and, and be able to do something outside of the box that you're normally used to working in. Yeah, and you get to be in the movie as well, right? Pretty yeah, fun. yeah, we get to play ourselves. And are you playing the song like in a club or something? In a church, actually. In a, in a church. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I don't want to give t- I don't want to give the story away from where we're at, so you just have to watch the movie. But we're playing we're playing in a church. Okay, all right. We'll leave it at that. Did you? It kind of touched on it earlier about uh, staying in in contact with fans, and and I've been loving all the quarantine covers that you guys have been pumping out. And, and curious, I know like for the event one, it was kind of the fans voting in. But did you guys pick some at the same time? Were you like, oh, we got to do, or was it all fan voting on which ones you chose? Yeah, I think that, you know, the first one we did was a Linkin Park cover, and that's been fans asking us for years. Obviously, we draw the comparisons all the time. So our fans have been asking us for years to, to like, record and release a, a Linkin Park cover. So that was the first one we did, and, and we wanted to see how it went. And at the end of the video that we recorded for it, we said, hey, if you want to hear something else, let us know. So we started just sifting through the comments, and every time we would see something, we would be like, oh, that'd be really cool to try. Like, we would do that. So it was kind of like a collaborative effort between the fans and us. They would say, what song? they want to hear and it didn't really necessarily go on what was voted on the most it was just if we scroll through and we saw something that we thought would be cool to try we tried it so one thing you know continued to lead to the next we would do we did like Evanescence Bullet for My Valentine which was like a fan voting thing Avenged Sevenfold Papa Roach um, which we did with Jen Ledger on that one that was pretty cool and then we did a, a Green Day parody for, for this fine year of 2020 that we're in <laughs> yeah, man, you crushed that that Papa Roach tune. I absolutely love that. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, we just got off tour with Skillet not not too much uh, before, and we just reached out to Jen. We're like, hey, we're kind of all sitting at home. Want to take Maria Brink's part in this Papa Roach song? And she was all she was all in for it. So it was just a lot of fun, man. Sounded great. You know, speaking of shows and, and doing stuff in this world we're in, uh, where do you come down on live stream concerts? Yay or nay? Or what, what, what's the, the plan for that? <laughs> Man, I don't know. Um, I want to get on stage. That's what I want to do. So it's hard for me to fathom the idea of just not having a f- crowd in front of me. You know, like I, I live off of a crowd. So when I'm on stage, it's my... my my energy is brought from the energy that's in front of me and I'm just not quite sure how I haven't done it yet I'm just not quite sure how how it'll feel just it'll kind of feel like band practice I guess with a camera there you know I don't know like I I heard I think it was Joe Rogan who said if I'm watching something and I get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of it and come back and don't feel like I missed anything then it really wasn't that good and he was talking about like live stream music and how I guess he was watching I forget who he said he was watching but he was watching somebody perform and he got up to go to the bathroom and didn't feel like he missed anything so i don't really want to be a part of that right right (laughs) so no at this point 
for you guys for now, for the time being? For now, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably end up doing something. I don't want to say that we won't end up doing something. I'm sure we will, but I'm, I'm just hopeful that we'll, we'll receive word at some point that our industry is going to come back, at least in some sort of limited fashion. Hey, you know, speaking of, of shows and stuff, uh, one thing I wanted to start doing is kind of uh, uh, send some support and love for Crew Nation. And there's the other one, too, like Road Strong for all the roadies and stagehand and lighting and sound people who aren't working right now. And as we've been highlighting kind of first responders, I thought it about time to start highlighting a roadie. And so I wanted to get from you if you have a a great roadie story about great, courageous roadie who somehow saved a show or or saved you from some crazy hoe, like whatever comes to mind. But (laughs) Tell me a story and and even feel free to drop their name. And and I want to get the word out about these road crew guys because they're really dying right now. They got no source of income. Right. I mean, you're absolutely right. And and I will say before I give you this, the, the, the quick story, the Panic music video has a little clip at the end of it that talks about Crew Nation. And what we're doing is, is while we're, you know, experiencing this uh, shutdown, we're actually donating all the proceeds from the song Panic to Crew Nation. The higher the song gets on the charts, the more money Crew Nation gets. That's one thing. The other thing is, is you, you want to talk about a story. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, is we were playing at a club and it had a balcony that wrapped around, kind of went around like the back of the stage in in a way, and a fan actually jumped over the balcony onto the stage, and our crew actually got him, tackled him, and pulled him off stage before I even knew it happened. I didn't even know that it was a thing, and we got off stage, and everyone was talking about it, and I'm like, wait. What happened? This dude just jumped two stories down onto the stage and was like, I guess, behind our guitarist. And they no just, just yanked him off and, and, and took him away quicker than I even knew he was there. Wow. So it was, it was a, more than one guy jumping in and saving the day. Yeah. I mean, I guess the whole crew, you know, guitar tech and, and uh, stage uh, stage manager and I guess a couple other guys that just came out and, you know, just took him right off the stage quicker than I could even, like, turn around and notice that he was ever even there. Wild wow. stuff, man. But they, I mean, they're always they're always saving our ass, you know. I mean, it's, they're always out there. And if it's not some crazy story like that, it's it's a broken string and a quick guitar swap or a, a microphone or an in ear pack goes down. You know, they're they're there and 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 they're quick and and the, the show doesn't happen without them. Yeah, and you know that's what I was thinking about too. And, and they don't have to have the voice or the talent like anybody can be a roadie it's all about we were talking earlier about with you a driving heart yep but let's not be mistaken though a lot of the guys behind the scenes are incredibly talented like when it comes to music and that's you know that's one thing that i've noticed being in the industry it's a lot of people who who work behind the scenes are musicians and they're there working behind the scenes because of their love for the same thing that we all share um, you know, we all share the, the love of music, all of us, the, the people on stage, the people behind the stage, the people in the, in the crowd. And that's what makes it work so well is that everybody that's involved loves the same thing and they all have the, uh, the same mindset. Absolutely. You know, speaking of that, I got a couple last questions for you here, Matt, and I appreciate all the time. But uh, speaking of our fandom, wanted to talk about that because you're absolutely right. What you do, what, the, what they do, we're all music fans. We all love music. That's why I do whatever yep. we can to do it and work in it whatever way we can. So a little music game I like to play with everyone I talk to. I kind of put bands in categories and make you pick your favorite out of the bunch. So okay. first part, though, I want to go back about 30 years ago to like the early 90s, right? What a lot of people call the grunge era. I, I have a different name uh-huh. for it. I call it the flannel five. 
because it was really these <laughs> five bands kind of dominating the scene at the time. And I'm curious to know your sure. favorite, your number one out of what I call the flannel five, which is Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden. Mm, that's a tough. That's a tough one. It's going to be a toss up between Soundgarden and SDP. Um, I, I'd probably go with Soundgarden on this one. I think my sister would hate me because she's a diehard Pearl Jam fan, but I'm going to go with Soundgarden on this one. Tell me why. Tell me why. Is it Chris's voice? Is it the songs? What is it? <laughs> it's so. It's actually. You know. I mean. And yeah. I mean. I love Chris's voice, and I love Audio Slave as he moved on. But I, it's honestly a. a childhood memory of me freaking out to the video of uh, uh, Black Hole Sun. Like, it was just so <laughs> creepy. And I remember just as a kid, like, every time that video would come on, I would just, the eyes glued to the screen because of how creepy it was. I'm like, this is just, like, the weirdest thing. Like, these people's eyeballs are basically burnt out. Like, this is, like, the weirdest thing that I've, that I've ever seen as a kid. And, you know, it was infectious. Every song that they ever, ever, you know, put out there was incredibly infectious. And I think that's how I feel with STP as well. So that's kind of why it was a toss up. But because you forced me to choose one, I, I'm going with Soundgarden. Yeah. That, I mean, they're all great. That, But that's the, the, the fun of the game is to kind of nail you down. I was going to say pick a tune, but it kind of sounds like you already picked Black Hole Sun with that kind of story behind it. I, I know that that's the, uh, the, uh, the obvious way to go. But I mean, because of the, the childhood memory, I mean, I can't really have it any other way. <laughs> because of the trauma. I love it. I love it. Now, the one that I really wanted to get you on, early 90s. I want to move it to the late 90s and, and early 2000s and add one more to it for fun and for what I like to call the new metal six-pack. Okay. So this, this one... This is right up my alley. Yeah, this is the one I really wanted to get you on. I, the Flannel 5 was just to get you warmed up, but this is this is why we're talking. This is what I'm talking for this one. We got Rage Against the Machine, Corn, Linkin Park, Slipknot, Disturbed, System of a Down. I mean, that's an easy one. It's Linkin Park. Although, when I was younger, in the early 2000s, I, I probably loved Disturbed equally as much as Linkin Park. But um, I love all those bands, by the way. Yeah, of course. Uh, but again, we have to pick one. Right. So we're going We're going with Linkin Park, man. I mean, it's, they are a generations band, man. I, I, you think throughout the generations of music and like the bands that really came to the forefront, the bands that really, uh, you know, bands, not not artists, not pop artists, none of, the, none of that stuff. I'm talking bands. And in the early 2000s, Linkin Park ruled with an iron fist. Can you believe that Hybrid Theory is about to be 20 years old? No, I don't really want to think about that. <laughs> Take me back to where were you? Do you remember the first time you heard Linkin Park 20 years ago? Yep, 100% remember. It's actually a story I recite quite often. I was a hip-hop head, and I, I didn't listen to anything other than rap. My sister was big into the what you call Flannel 5 era. You know, I didn't want to have any part in that stuff, really, because... I just didn't want to be anything like my sister. I wanted to be different. So so I listened to rap. My buddy listened to uh, a lot of bands that I didn't really understand at the time, like Slipknot and Mudvayne and um, System of a Down and stuff like that. He came over to my house and we were just, we were just little kids and he brought Hybrid Theory with him and he forced me to listen to it because I, I knew what he listened to and I didn't want to listen to it. And he's like, no, he's like, you have to listen to this though. I think this is going to change your mind. And that's what it did. And I'm sure that that story resonates with thousands of people, if not millions of people across the world that love Linkin Park, that they may not have loved rock and metal music if it wasn't for Linkin Park. Yeah, I mean, they brought those worlds together and, and made it cool for both sides to like both styles of music. I mean, do you remember what yep. the first song was that your buddy put on for you? 
Yeah, I mean, it was number one. It was paper cut. <laughs> so he just let, he just started pressed, it at the top, man. Just press play on the CD. Yep, just put it in and press play the CD in the boombox. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Matt. Last question for you. Get outside of music for one second. Can't can't give me a music related answer, and it's a fill in the blank okay. kind of question. When it comes to blank, I spare no expense. My family. When it comes to my family, that's that's first and foremost, man. There's there's nothing else. I do everything I do for them. And I've, I've tried to find the little happy medium, too, because, you know, I kind of grew up as a kid that didn't really have anything. And I, I'm talking I didn't have anything material because, you know, we, I didn't come for money or anything like that. So really, it was just my family had love and support. That's That's what we did as a family. So I spent, like, the last probably decade of my life saying, you know, or probably longer actually saying, I want to be able to give my children something that I wasn't able to have. I, I work really, really hard to do that. Now I'm trying to find the happy medium too, because I'm starting to find out by, by looking out there nowadays, if you give, if you give them too much, then, then they think that they're entitled to everything. So, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to find the happy medium there, but yeah, man, I mean, at the end of the day, it's my family. I do everything for my family and I'll work until I die to, to make sure that they're happy. But you don't have nothing like video games or, or, or booze or craft beer or nothing <laughs> Football, that, that's man. your thing? Football? Football. What's Football. It's where it's at, man. And I hope we have it this year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What are, we, are we talking fantasy or a specific team or what? Or just a sport? Yeah, I'm just I'm just a diehard Eagles fan. You know, uh, I'm I, from the central Pennsylvania area. We're kind of divided here. Big NF, NFC East rivalry. For some reason, we've got a ton of Dallas Cowboys fans here. I don't know how that works. Ugh. We've got a lot of Washington football team fans here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love saying that, man. I love being an Eagles fan and just calling them the Washington football team. I can't wait to hear their fight song. A lot of Steelers fans here, Ravens fans. So it's a really divided area. It's a very, very uh, NFL diverse area. So, but I'm I'm an Eagles fan, man, through and through. Been since I was a kid, and uh, you know, I, I, I live in I live in bleed green. Hey, my favorite baseball player does too, Mike, Mike Trout. I know he's a big Eagles fan, and him and Carson Wentz are. Yes. Yeah. And, and yep, he's always a, on the sidelines, man. Yeah, always. And and just being a, a SoCal guy, I'm just happy to have football back and to have the Rams back, even if we do suck. At least we have a team after not for 25 years, however long it was. I mean, the Rams went to the Super Bowl two years ago, so I mean, it's not can't suck that bad. I mean, they didn't win, but at least they got there. Yeah, and then they cut Gurley in the off season. Did you see that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Crazy man. But I mean, I'm not sold on Bambi, <laughs> dude. I'm not sold on on our QB. Yeah, I, I'm glad you know. As an Eagles fan, and I know a lot of a lot of people, um, a lot of people give Carson Wentz crap, but I know that I would have rather have Carson Wentz than man. Why am I why am I drawing blanks on everything today? Um, <laughs> Jared Goff. Give me your court. Yeah, Jared Goff. Yeah. So I would rather have Wentz than Goff any day, and you know. So so when when when. The Rams took Goff one, and, and then the Eagles had no choice but to, to take Wentz two. I was like, okay, all right, we got the guy. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of guys that come from smaller schools that, that it seems like they work a little harder to, to get to more prestigious places in the NFL. I just think that the work ethic is there. Um, the talent, I think, for the guys that go in the first round is all, is kind of always there. It's a gimme. Like, you know, these guys are all really talented. But where's, where's the work ethic? I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Because you can't, you can't teach. I mean, talent is either there or not. But you, you can't, and you can't teach work ethic. You know, nope, you can't, man. It's that's that's a god given thing, or that's something that you've been taught since you were, you know, since you since you were a, a really young kid. 
Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for the time and uh, the tunes, and, and hopefully we'll see you out there on the road sooner than later. Yeah, man, hopefully. I appreciate you having me, man. Thanks. Stay safe, bro. Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now do me a favor and subscribe to it. Radioactive Mike Z, available on all the major platforms. And while you're at it, follow me on Instagram at MikeZ967, and I'll follow you back, bro. Most importantly, don't miss the show, Wired in the Empire, every Saturday night, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on 96.7 KCAL Rocks.